Every summer of my childhood was spent up on the northern reaches of Lake Huron on a spectacular body of water known as Georgian Bay. There was no radio, no TV, no internet. Just the islands and the water and the weather. And that was where I learned to sail. Now, it's a curious enterprise, this sailing. Learning how to capture the wind, never containing it or controlling it, just capturing it and then moving with it. My cousin Jim was a master he would pull the boat close into the wind just to upset the rest of us and to make it exciting. Tightening the mainsail, standing the boat on edge, leaning back over the high side and holding it there in a delicate and terrifying balance with the water racing below along the gunwale and just screaming along. What a rush. Sailing is a skill that's all about positioning, about orientation to and the balancing of natural forces. It does require some knowledge and practice to learn. It's easy to let out the sails and run with the wind, but turn upwind too quickly and you will have the experience of capsizing in a spectacular fashion called a flying jibe. Tacking into the wind allows you to move against it, but pull too close and the sails will flap helplessly as all movement ceases. Fall off the wind too quickly and once again, you will likely take a cold bath. Sailing is all about relationship and angles and balancing of the tension between the keel of the boat and the sails and the wind. The wind, of course, is the wild card in the game. Even as Jesus says, it blows where it chooses. And it simply does what it will. A gentle breeze can be like a consoling friend, just, just caressing the sails and making for a leisurely cruise. Or the wind can disappear without so much as a word or explanation. And there you are, out in the middle of nowhere, with the sun beating down, and the water is glassy as a mirror, going nowhere. Or the wind can turn on you, making you change your plans or change course. Or the wind can transform itself into a force to be reckoned with, something larger than life, stirring up waves and water and becoming a stark and terrifying reminder of human insignificance and mortality. That's just how it works. Sailing is all about positioning of being well-oriented and well-balanced with the wind. At first, it's a matter 
of learning and practice, but over time, it becomes instinctive and habitual. And when the forces do work together, when the sails and the mast and the stays and the keel and the rudder and you come together with the wind, there is that near mystical experience of moving through the water as one. One thing is certain. If you don't get off the land and into the boat, if you don't set off from the shore, if you're not willing to take a risk of getting splashed in the face or dunked in the water, you will never be able to move. And so it is with the spiritual journey. It's all about positioning. All about orienting our hearts, the core of our being, and positioning ourselves, our minds and our bodies, our psyches and our souls, in such a way that we learn to move with the living spirit of the living God, that divine love that is always moving within us and around us and through us, giving life and breath and healing and hope, not just to us, but to a world that desperately needs to learn how to move as one with that same breath, that same divine love. The good news, this way of love can be learned. And it is our life's work to do so. Nothing is more worthy of our time. Nothing more deserving of our care, our thought, our effort. It will set us free. All of us here tonight will stand momentarily and make some commitments that have everything to do with how we will choose to orient our hearts and minds and bodies, not just toward God, but toward ourselves and toward others and even toward all of creation. We will say that we will invest our lives and ground our lives in this love that is the source of life, this miraculous dance we call Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, always moving, always creating, always giving life. We will say that we will take time to be people of prayer, that we will make time to be still and to be quiet and to listen deeply for the voice of God speaking deeply within our hearts. We will say 
that we will be intentional about drawing upon the wisdom of those who have gone before, taking time to learn from and be inspired by the mystics and the scholars and the monks and the nuns and the artists and the activists whose work can illuminate our own path and give vision to our own lives. We will say that we will draw upon and remain connected to the grace that is made manifest and visible in this extended and miraculous community that we call the church. We will say that we will proclaim love in this world that longs to know what true love looks like. We will say that we will seek and serve love, not just in a select few, but in all people. We will say that we will actively and proactively give our time and work for that which is right and true and just in this world, that we will choose to be peacemakers in this world that knows no peace. We will say that we will dare to open the eyes of our hearts wide and to recognize, respect, and cherish the divine dignity that is implanted from birth in every human being on the face of this earth. That's what we will say. It's a tall order. None of us can do this really on our own. But then again, there is this. The wind. The living, moving, breathing, liberating, life-giving spirit of the living God always blowing through us, always blowing around us and among us, just waiting to fill our sails and carry us all into the heart of life itself. That's the invitation of baptism. How will you choose to position your heart? Amen.